0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Talk
0: Recorded live. Well, this is Larry Phillips again, and uh, I, it's a joy to have two of my dear brothers with me tonight, Brother Richard McCrory and, and Brother Jerry Maurer. And uh, we're going to talk tonight about the love of God or the lack of it and I'm sure it's gonna get a lot of interesting comments from the people that listen to it on sermon audio. The only thing I would suggest if you would, please don't send me a lot of hate mail. Okay, (laughs) because you know, when I get hate mail, you know, I just I'm sorry, but I just hit the old delete button because um and I do get a lot of people that that are very angry at the message of the true gospel and they will try to send me emails and straighten me out and all that, which, you know, that's fine. But, you know, after 10 years, you know, the good Lord has pretty well um, put a crust around me. And so it doesn't, I'm not near as oversensitive as I used to be because I'm not, and I know Jerry and Richard would concur. We're not looking for man's acceptance. You know, we're looking for, we're more interested in knowing that the good Lord is, uh, he, he's being exalted and his word is being exalted. Tonight I'm going to turn it over to, I'm going to have Jerry talk a little bit about the subject and then and then after Jerry's through Richard, just feel free to chime in and then after that I'll, uh, I'll put my half of the cent in if, if I have anything. So anyway, go ahead, Jerry.
1: Well, you know, most people hang their hat on. And it's a wonderful scripture in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And first and foremost, you might realize that the everlasting life never has a beginning. And you notice he says that whosoever believeth in him hath. Doesn't say will have. So he, he doesn't have everlasting life because he believes. He believes because he has everlasting life. <laughs> and then another scripture right there in John it says, He that believeth in me hath. Everlasting life, uh, and again that goes back to the same thing. And then there's another place where he says he told the Pharisees. I think it's in John 10. Uh, the Pharisees, needless to say, as the majority were non-believers, and he said in 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 John 10, he said he loved the sheep and died for them. Never mentioned he loved the goats that died for him.
0: Mm.
1: And a, a goat has never changed in in normal life. A goat has never changed to a sheep, and a sheep has never changed <laughs> to a goat. And then he tells the Pharisees, You believe not because you're not my sheep. This falls against the grain of all religion. So, what he's saying. There's both sheep and goats on this world on this earth, and the sheep's sheep represent the election of grace, and the goats represent the children of the wicked one. so the bottom line is and then this goes back to the potter, where it says does not the potter and the potter's God have power? over the Clay the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. Well, the vessels of honor are the sheep; the vessels of dishonor are the goats. And I'll let Richard or either one of you guys take over for me here.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Richard. Um,
2: the love of God. When I think about that and and think also the contrary to that, you know, Romans 9 is clear. And, and, you know, and Larry, your remarks about those remarks from those that would send you emails on uh, sermon audio. Well, you know, we know and believe that let God be true and every man a liar. And these are not our opinions or not our, uh, uh, you know, pulling scriptures out of context. This this truth is all throughout the scripture of God's discrimination of his love. And I believe that scripture teaches and those uh, his children know by experience, his children are the only ones that are recipients of his love that know anything about it. Those that have believed uh, a false gospel and have believed another God know nothing of the love of Christ, absolutely nothing at all. They've believed a false Christ that, that is said to have loved the world. And it's, you know, the Mohammedans believe that Mohammed loves them and cares for them. But that system is based on their good and righteous behavior toward that God. And so is the conditionalist, so are Arminians. But we know and have experienced in spite of our sinfulness, this love has been shed abroad in our hearts and it produces joy unspeakable in us. And we can't describe it. I can't describe it. I can't. I, I, I know the reality of it. I hope and, and experience at times and, that, and primarily in the manifestation of his mercy in my soul to a poor sinner. And those yeah. that know his love have been made to know that they are a worm, that they are, they have not, we have not sought after God. We have all gone astray, that is, His children. And He will leave the nine and nine to go after that one because of His great love wherewith He has loved us. And the love of God uh, toward us is, you know, manifest in, you know, Calvary, uh, that we deserved uh, hell and torment and all the shame and to be spit upon and to be mocked and ridiculed, that's our lot. That that was, that is our lot because of our just condemnation before holy and righteous gods. And the scripture says that, you know, scarcely will uh, uh, a good man die for, you know, uh, what does the scripture say about, you know, laying down a life, but you know, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, manifesting the reality uh, of of the love of God toward us, that his righteousness, he gave up, he gave us, clothed us in his righteousness, gave us the gift of the Spirit to comfort us and to lead us into all truth. And this is the love of God, and only and only his people will ever understand it comprehend it or know it and we know only partly but then as the scripture says we shall see him face to face and experience the unprohibited love of god manifest as we you know put away these earthen vessels and 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 shall be know know him as as he is known
0: that is very that's an awful lot to uh digest, because what, first of all, what Jerry said about everlasting love, I remember the first time I heard the term chosen in him before the foundation of the world, and then also, I remember when I heard the term that as many as were ordained to eternal life believed, it just, I mean, it really shook me, um. of course, it was the Holy Spirit revealing these things to me. But when we, you know, like you were saying there, Richard, it it is it is so so different than what ninety nine percent of the people have been taught in religion, you know, and and all you have to do is start studying this issue of love. In the Bible, compared to the love of God, compared with the wrath of God. It's really interesting in the 145th Psalm, the 20th verse says, The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. Well, you know, a lot of people will take that out of context and make that, in other words, God only preserves when we love, but They've got it backwards, because, like Jerry said, he loved us with an everlasting love that's why he preserves them, <clears throat> and um also I'm thinking, as a kid, a child coming up, and I know you both have heard this one of the and it's good it's a good song if it was explained in context, oh love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless, and strong it shall forever. More Endure, the saints and angels song. But again, uh, the love of God is particular, and it is only for those for whom he died for. And uh, I was sharing with the brethren, we talked with a fellow that we just met last night, and I think it was the first time he'd actually been read the ninth chapter of Romans, and when we got to that part where it says Jacob have I loved Esau have I hated it really took this this man back i mean it was like that explains everything you know i mean you know once a person is, and god's the only one that will can reveal that i mean no man can teach anyone <laughs> god yeah, right. is the only one that can reveal that he is uh he has he has two peoples uh out of out of one lump he makes one vessel unto honor and one unto dishonor and that's what we're really talking about tonight we're talking about the particular love of god and then we're also going to touch on you know the fact that god hates those with a perfect hatred you know, and in, in, in Psalm two, it says, "Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing?" Well, the reason why is that they have uh, they have no faith in them. They have no they have not, you know. And, and then the thing that we have to constantly remind ourselves, like <clears throat> Richard said in Romans five eight, that God committed His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us, so we we are not any different than those who have not been recipients of God's grace and mercy other than the fact that we have God has shown us that, and so we're not boasting that we're better than anyone what we're because we all deserve damnation in hell, but the the fact is that God loved us from eternity now i've spoken enough. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm going to turn it back to you.
1: Well, Larry, you know, and Richard, the majority of people believe that we're all children of God. That's wrong. Uh, the majority of people believe that God loves the world. In John three sixteen, if we read the Bible carefully, if you look at the heads of all these letters that Paul wrote, Uh, all of them are basically addressed to the saints or to the sanctified. That means they're addressed to the elect. So in other words, just like there's sheep and there's goats, there's wheat and the tares. And it's amazing, the tares are natural. They just grow up wild. That's a weed. And the, the weed has to be groomed. It's the same thing with the elect. They have to be groomed by God. And so when he's, and there's two there's two kingdoms within this world. There's a kingdom that his elect are in, there's a kingdom that the reprobate, which are is those that God hates, it's the goats, it's the tares. There's two kingdoms within this world. So when it says God Love the world he's talking about the world that christ died for right. those examples are elsewhere to be found in the scriptures for instance it talks about but ye and the reason he said but ye is before he said uh they were basically chosen to to stand against god Uh, to be obstinate against this uh, uh, chief cornerstone. And he says, But ye, switching gears to his elect, are a chosen generation. And he says generation because they have the seed of Christ in this generation. He says a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that's one world. That's the world he so loved. And he said... That ye might show forth the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous kingdom of light. So, in essence, the the people God loves by nature are no different than others, because He says, "Who maketh thee to differ?" Well, it's God that makes us to differ if we're His. But most preachers don't have a clue that there are two sets of people and they're chosen in Christ or not chosen. They're chosen to glorify him with his honor or dishonor him. For instance, on the area of dishonor and the ones that are dishonoring, that he's chosen for dishonor are the Esau's that are hated before they're ever born, and it says before they have ever done any good or evil. So, I mean, it's this is all in the hands of God. He does not look forward in time and see what you're going to do because he says, "Who maketh thee to differ?" Meaning God, and it talks about chosen in him, that election might stand not of works, but as he that calleth. And yet the world will turn around and say, well, it is works. He went forward, and it says not by, we're talking about salvation, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It's amazing because we will be judged by our works, it says. Well, then that sounds like a contradiction, but It's not because Christ imputes all of his works to his elect, and he takes their works, which is nothing but sin by nature, or all of our, and he died for those sins. So it says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there is none right now, although we sin every day. It's because he has taken those sins from us and our account and placed them on his account. So when it says God so loved the world, the world for whom he died, they're called the redeemed. And it says he hates the workers of iniquity. It says he hates the congregation of the wicked. It says he hated Jacob and loved Esau for they are ever born. It's all the way through the scriptures. But the Bible says in the last days, men cannot endure sound doctrine. They can't handle it. They they can't handle. them. They can't look at their family. I've got sixteen grandkids, two of them great grandchildren. They cannot look at those grandkids and think God could possibly hate one of them. Listen, if we end up heaven in heaven, it says in 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 Ephesians, He has made us accepted in the beloved. We have not made ourselves accepted. He has made us accepted.
0: Amen. Even
1: our faith in faith is called the faith of Christ. Well you guys, go ahead i this is this is an incredible subject and it is well worth a, it,
0: it is, and it's so it's so in contradistinction to you know like I said, what all most most of all churches in today's uh society is teaching go ahead richard
2: um fallen depraved man for the most part you know this this God that they've created. That, that loves everyone without exception or universalist, uh, you know, will extend rights to man or to themselves. In other words, if they go out and they show compassion to one and neglect the other, they do it of their own accord and, and say, Well, I chose to show this one mercy and I may have not had the time or money or effort or whatever reason. I didn't feel that way toward this other one. And so they see that is good and right that they can show compassion to who they would show compassion or mercy or benevolence or, or love to one. Yeah. But they have created a God that says, you know, and, you, and we've heard this over the years. Well, what you're saying, Richard, is just not fair. Well, it has nothing to do with that. And the, you know, Romans nine. And I just want to read a couple of those verses. uh for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger, which was reverse the natural order, what it was supposed to be, and this is God who had given this, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau Have I hated? And then Paul says, what shall we say then? Paul understands and knows and addresses the questions to those that he's writing to that that he knows that the natural mind will come up with. Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith unto Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth man's free will, Man's desire, not of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. And then on down in verse 19, uh, after 18, he says, Therefore he hath mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Now, you know, people talking about this free will and, well, God wouldn't do that. Yes, he will. Yes, he does. And whom he Hmm. will he hardeneth. In Exodus chapter 4, the first instance of Pharaoh's heart being hard, the scripture says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. God does as he pleases. And this is the God of the scripture, not some uh, uh, other God that man's mind has created. And then Paul says, Thou wilt say unto me, Why doth he yet find fault for who hath resisted his will? Nay, O man, who art thou that replies against God? shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power of the clay the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? And, you know, I won't read the rest of that. But so the, the, even in, in our minds, as we think, as, as the natural mind thinks, you know, we, 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 we resist that. But if we've been given the truth and the Lord has, we rejoice in this truth and we know that God is God and He has power over all of His creation. He has made vessels of honor of prepared for glory and He has made vessels of wrath fitted for destruction. Man thinks more highly of himself than he ought. God is God and man is man. And God loves whom He will, God has mercy on whom He will, God has compassion on whom He will, and whom He will He hardness, and man cannot never will accept this, only the elect are given this to love and to hold to this truth, and to proclaim that this is my God, this is christ this is this is who I have been given faith to believe in
0: well that's that's really good. Really good teaching, and it 's you know straight out of god 's word. I mean another aspect of this is in the eighth chapter of John, you know the Pharisees had come to Jesus and was casting aspersions on him because Jesus was declaring himself to be uh the Son of God and so on, and so what happens is. In the 13th verse of the 8th chapter, John, the Pharisees said to him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. <laughs> Jesus answered and said, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. I know whence I came and whether I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whether I go. And um, They go on down through there and we see what happens as a result of this conversation between Jesus and these Pharisees. He said in the 21st verse, Jesus said again to them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and ye shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Now, that is a direct uh, contradiction to those who say that Christ died and made it possible for all men to come to him. He says to these Pharisees, you cannot come. And, uh, he, and then Jesus goes on the 23rd verse and he says, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. And as he goes on down through, he says, um, of course they were trying to proclaim that their father was Abraham. And, you know, they were speaking, you know, there's there's two kinds of Abraham. There's Abraham spiritual and there's Abraham physical. But here's what's so interesting. Um, He's speaking to them of the spiritual seed of Abraham in verse 37. I know that ye are of Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. And uh, so they get into this discussion, and in verse 41, he tells these Pharisees, You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one God, one Father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. And he says, why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? And and then he explains to them why they cannot hear his word. In verse 44, he says, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father lies. And so, this is really strong. And then he goes on and and tells them that they're of their father, the devil, and the works of their father they will do. You know, and so, uh this is a a good exclamation. These people who could not hear God, could not hear Christ, were were vessels of wrath fitted for destruction. You know, that's that's what he's speaking of here. Uh, go ahead, Jerry.
1: Uh, well, you know, all the way through the Scriptures for those that have eyes to see. And you know, what you quoted, Larry, is so true. He said, why do you not believe you cannot hear my words? Now, they could hear them physically. Right. But they didn't, didn't have didn't have <laughs> heaven. And you have to have spiritual ears from heaven, and you have no control over whether you have them or don't have them just like you have no control over whether it rains or not it's It's the same power that gives you ears to hear. this is in Romans chapter one verse seven now this is this is his address in Romans he says in verse seven he says to all that be in Rome this is who this Letters to just like if you wrote a letter to your wife, to you you might say to my dear one that you know wherever she's at. But it's addressed to her. It's not addressed to everyone. To all that be in Rome, look at this, beloved of God. Look at that, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace. Most people don't know what grace means. Grace, they believe it or not, is unmer- unmerited favor. Heaven, uh, salvation is unmerited favor from God. And so, if we, uh, if we have been favored of God with his love, and he has made us accepted in the beloved then this applies most people take this out of context and apply it to everyone everyone no matter what kind of disaster happens they'll say well we know it's for good well it's not necessarily for the good of that person unless they're born of god this is in Romans eight twenty eight, And the reason I read that first is for you to realize who this is addressed to. All those that be loved of God and called to be saints. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know, who's the we? Those called of God and beloved of him. Amen. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And see, why do we love him? He says, you love me because I first loved you. He loved, look at this now, he lo- loved Jacob for was ever born. Loved, and we know this is something God's elect people, that is what he calls them. He, he named them that, I didn't. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose, called what? <clears throat> called to love him called to praise him, for whom he did foreknow. And by the way, that's that's the same word, basically, as Adam knew Eve. It's an intimacy. He knows everything, but this just goes beyond knowledge. This is, this is an intimacy in love. For whom he did foreknow, he also, look at this, did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. In other words, by his imputed righteousness, that he might be the firstborn among men, that moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called, whom he called, them he also justified. That's, that's what he did on the cross. He took their sins from them, and that justification there is a court term meaning innocent. This is a just man. It means a holy man. That means there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For moreover, whom he did predestinate. That's the reason all things are working for their good. Their good is for them to be with with Christ in heaven. That's their good. So whether they are rich or poor, that's their end, ultimate end. And Christ is their inheritance, and he, they are his inheritance. That's what the Bible says. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called Whom he called them, he also justified, made them innocent, and whom he justified them, he also glorified. That means they he did that. They're they're in in God's eyes, they're seated in heaven with Christ. And then he says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He is not for everyone. He's for those people. This letter is addressed to those. Those he beloved. And call of God, and the election have obtained it, and the rest are blinded. The rest are the ones He hates.
0: Well, that's uh, that's exactly right, and I couldn't have put it any better. And and brother Richard, do you have uh, you have anything to uh, continue on with this?
2: Well, one of the verses was just right. In this right where Jerry was just pulling from out of Romans eight that on down, down just right below and what he shared one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture in that Romans eight thirty three who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect it is God that justifies uh, and then down in verse thirty five who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And again, you know, one of the things that I believe his elect are made to know, in our experience at times, we can't perceive in the flesh, we can't perceive in our natural mind the love of God. We we think we we see ourselves as as, uh, a good bit of the time as how could we possibly be a recipient of such love and such mercy because he's made us to know our sin and the scripture has been given and the comfort and the consolation that's given to us is these very words that were given to Paul. Paul was taught this truth. Paul was taught that it is God that Now, in Paul's life. You know, what was it, you know, as he accounts his resume, so to speak, the Hebrew of Hebrews is concerning the law blameless, but all these things, I count as dung. And Paul had to be taught that no flesh shall glory in his presence. And so here he lays out to us uh, you know, the, the world's religion, conditionalism, whatever the works religion is do and live. You know, if 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 God be well pleased with you, yes, he will continue to love you. And we are made to know, you know, in spite of ourselves on a daily basis, when we cannot perceive that love because of the frailness of our flesh and the sinfulness that that we inhabit in these vile bodies every day. But God in his mercy, in, in the inner man, in Christ in us, communicates that love to his beloved, to his bride, to his wife, just like a husband does a wife. And just like in the Song of Solomon, you know, that, that, that book is, a letter about christ and his bride and his love for her and his care for her and there's one portion in the song of solomon where the 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 bride cries out where is my love where is he where he is gone she goes to the maidens and says where is he have y'all seen him and that is a picture of us his elect at times we say lord where are you if you shut the heavens up that i can't hear you and he makes us he puts us in a place to go crying out after him, to look for him. And he's always there and he's waiting for us. And then he receives us. And he tenderly and graciously reminds us and encourages us and strengthens us in his love and his mercy. And what a sweet, blessed thing it is to know. And we are made to know, too, that it's not uh, uh, of our repentance. It's not of our... Uh, you, you know, uh, of anything but His mercy, that He shows His love to us and His tenderness to us and it produces in us thankfulness and, and, uh, and, and, and true humility that, that, that bows before Christ and worships Him as King of kings and and, and our bride and our groom that, uh, that, that we have been espoused to Him and He will never leave us or forsake us. Because of that love, that eternal love, wherein He's loved us with.
0: You know that uh, speaks so much to a parallel passage in in John ten, where He calls Himself the Great Shepherd of the Sheep. He says, "Rarely, rarely, I send you He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber." Now, what other way is He alluding to? relying upon works, relying upon self, relying upon our decisions, our free will, and so on. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth mm. them out. And he says, and and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know... His voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. You know, <clears throat> I couldn't understand now. I do why I was so repelled by the teachings of Arminianism as a child. You know, all the long altar calls and that, and, I, and all of the, you know, all of the false doctrine, and I, I was just repelling it. And he says here. Verily, verily, I'm in verse 7, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief, and who's the thief? The thief are those who are purporting another gospel. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for every man without exception? (laughs) No, that's not what he says. He says the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling. There's a lot of hirelings out there right now that are not caring for the sheep of God. They're putting out a lot of false doctrine. But Christ says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And as the Father knoweth me, even so I, the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. It does, he doesn't say he lays down his life for everybody in the world. And then he says, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Of course, he's referring there to the Gentiles, but that he must also bring the Gentiles. And therefore, uh, you know, this, this really upset these Jews. It really upset them. And they said that he had a devil in verse 20 and that he was mad. And, uh, you know, this this is what people will tell you. I've had people tell me that I was, I was unloving and I was preaching false doctrine when I would talk about these things. But he says in verse 26, but ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them, like Jerry was saying, eternal life, <laughs> and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which is greater than me, is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. <laughs> And then look what what the response was to that. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Hmm. And so this is really what is I, I think for all of God's people all of his elect children they've experienced this same kind of uh, retaliation from those who are trying to climb up some other way rather than hmm. you know rather than recognize and they can't they can't hear the shepherd's voice because they are not of his sheep and and I think that's what we're saying uh, yeah brother Jerry go ahead
1: you know Larry that's amazing too you get back in to uh, hearing his voice they can hear the audible sound but they can't hear the sweetness of his finished
0: work Isn't oh that amazing? wow yeah mm-hmm.
1: I mean it's amazing. I I was going back in my mind to if God be for you, who could be against you? Now think what that's saying. If God be for you what what's he mean? He was for Jacob and not for Esau before he was ever born. And this this is explained in Jeremiah when he says Jeremiah I knew you in the before I formed in the womb. I knew you, and that's the way all of us are. He if if we're his, and he knows all of us. He knows all things, so there's nothing he doesn't know. But he's talking about it in an intimate way, like Adam knew Eve. Adam knew more things about Eve than any other man, even his her mother and father, and all of husbands know more about their wives. Than anybody else, and 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 the Lord speaks of His His elect as His bride. That's the same picture. So this knowing is not a looking forward in time to see what you're going to do. It's because it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, and it's amazing that He qualifies that with what we have done. Uh, and and there there is another picture that hasn't been brought up of this entire. Thing and that is the, par- the parable, and I bring this up a lot, but it's the wheat and the tares. Yeah, it says the wheat are the children of the kingdom sown by the Son of Man, sown by Christ, and it says the tares are the children of the wicked one. Who's the wicked one? Satan. Okay, so we have to ask ourselves this just like a tear is never a wheat, and a wheat is never a tear. He died for the sheep, but by by nature, in other words, they were children of wrath even as others. In other words, had he not made us accepted in the beloved, we would have perished. So he has done everything. It says he performeth all that's required. So what does that want? If we have seen that we are great sinners, that causes us... To be our most valuable possession is our hope in Christ. And it says some men have no hope. They can talk about assurance all day long, but you'll never hear them about having a hope in Christ because they have none. They've got a hope in what they're doing. They have a hope in the prayer they prayed. or They don't have a hope. They've got an assurance in the prayer they prayed because they said it word for word just like the preacher told them and they've given their heart to Jesus there's all these false things they're not even in the eternal life is knowing God and and then he says he talks about the ones that know him he said i pray for them i pray not for for the world but i pray for those thou has given me because he redeemed them with his blood
0: you know that's a thing that's really I'm like, I love the book of Hebrews and and, uh, it's just so full of these truths and in the fourth chapter of Hebrews uh, the second verse it says, for unto us the gospel unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it and you know we're told that we have the faith of Christ. It's not our faith. Right. And and he tells us in the 12th chapter of Hebrews, second verse, that he is the author and finisher of this faith that we've been given to hear this gospel that's preached to us. And he, he says in the third verse that For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. I mean, (laughs) you know, Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. I mean, this, this, he manifested himself in time. But, I mean, this, this was a done deal. Uh, this was a, uh, you know, and and this is what I think we see is that Christ has fulfilled all righteousness, and He's fulfilled everything, and and uh, and there's a great comfort to rest in the fact that we've been set apart by God. We have, you know, we have been given all things that pertain to righteousness and faith and belief and repentance. I mean, according to Ephesians, we've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, you know. And when you think about that and the hope that we have in those promises, it says that God who cannot lie, you know,
1: <clears throat>
0: and God is a truth teller. He is. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by him. And so these are just wonderful and if you hear my son, he's snoring in the background, and he's really cutting some logs. I'll tell you but anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, Richard, go ahead um, the in
2: in hebrews twelve two a verse you know we are familiar with, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our of our fate, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame, and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Now, the, uh, the elect, I believe, are the only ones who really know uh, what it means, and we don't, it's, this is not necessarily in the form of a prayer, but it is the life, and kind of what I was, you know, sharing on earlier. But and, and as both of y'all have mentioned, our hope and the righteousness and the finished work, the, you know, that scripture says he he sat down, it's finished, it's done, it's complete. He said in in Matthew, he said I I came to fulfill every jot and tittle. Well, every jot and tittle was the law that stood against us in condemnation. Paul said, When the law came, sin revived and I died. And that's what happens to a quickened sinner when we the law is pressed upon us and the elect have but one place to look. And that is not with these eyes, not with with our words, but in the inner man, Christ in us, we look to the author and perfecter, the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus. And to me, you know, those that without that Paul says, you know, if 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 this if this if this is not true, then my preaching's in vain. all this is in vain. But the elect are made to know that this is this hope is more real than than where we're sitting right now. The, what we're seeing, it's more of a reality to us than anything in our existence. Is that we are made to look to Christ to cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, have mercy on me and that you know for us is 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 a token and you know the the assurance that the world has and as jerry was speaking about hope you know uh they have a no so salvation and 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 the elect at times uh, you know don't have a clue you know and and i had never jerry and i've talked about this and they probably too but the uh I remember first getting, you know, in a church in the uh, uh, Armenian church and all these folks saying, "Yeah, I know if I died right now I'm going to heaven." I never could say that. Still can't because in this flesh, you know, I, I I don't know, but what I do know is that uh, I have hope in his righteousness and that's my only hope and and that that I am uh loved of him and known of him and um so it, it's, you know, every, you know, one of the realizations that comes to us too, is that there's a song, how, how sweet and awful is this place. And one of the lines in that song says, why was I made to hear thy voice? And that's the question I ask myself every day. Well, you know, why did he love Jacob? hate So why, if I'm, his, he is what he said, his affection and love on this wicked man. And, uh, uh, and because of the good pleasure of His will, because that's what He wanted to do, and 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 if we have experienced that, we know that uh, we, it, you know, one of the is Larry you mentioned earlier, one of the charges against those who hold this Dr. Will, y'all just think y'all're saving going heaven, it don't matter what you do, that's just just uh, that's just a lie, and we know better because His elect hunger and thirst after righteousness, not their own. They mm-hmm. see they in our efforts, we'll try to produce our own and see that it is so much wood, hay, and stubble. And he will not have it. He will not, he will not have it. The only righteousness that is accepted is the righteousness of his son and his finished
0: work that he did. And,
2: not, and fulfilling every jot and tittle of the law without sin.
0: Well, that's so true. I mean, I was thinking when you were talking about that, and I'll turn this back over to Jerry here in a second, but In the next chapter, there in Hebrews, you know, and and we know that all all glory and honor and power and wisdom and might, he's the only one that he says here um, in the 20th verse, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do as well, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. All glory and honor and praise gives to this great shepherd, the sheep. He's the one, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, that purchased uh, our redemption. And I like this this thought of this everlasting covenant i mean it was not something that uh just occurred in time but it it, it occurred in eternity past and it will be it will the effects of it will be a, uh, be for eternity future so uh anyway go ahead brother jerry
1: you know uh larry uh, uh i was thinking He said, why do you not believe that you do not even hear my voice, the scripture you read? Well, I was thinking about that regarding reading the scriptures. It's the same principle. They don't hear his word in the scriptures. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, Most people think that word of God is the Bible, but it's Christ, the word that was made flesh and dwell among us. Mm. So the ability, ability to hear, whether you're hearing it with a natural ear and it's it's going into this heavenly ear is from heaven, or the ability to read the Bible and hear the contents, it has to come from heaven. Uh, in Hebrews, this is chapter 2, verse, verse 11, it says, For both he that sanctifieth, And this is amazing. A lot of these books are are written to the sanctified in Christ Jesus. And again, Christ does it. We don't sanctify ourselves. That means set apart. That means set apart to praise him. For both he that sanctifieth, and they who are sanctified are all one. That means that you are one with Christ if we're his elect. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. That's When does that happen? John 17. I have manifested thy name to those thou hast given me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church I will sing praise unto thee. And then jump on down, he said, Well, then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil. But this is all. These books, these letters are all basically sent to those Jacobs that he loved for that they were born. They're not sent to the Esau's. They're sent to those he's already loved. And the Bible says the gospel brings life and immortality to light. Light is representative of salvation. It brings life and immortality. The gospel brings life and immortality to light. In other words, his elect all already have life and immortality. Amen. Amen. The gospel brings it to the surface, and that's what he means. In He that believeth in me, hath everlasting life. He has life and immortality. But the gospel brings it to life, just like this man that contacted you uh, last night, Larry. Yeah. If yeah. if he's one of the Lord, that was bringing it to life. It didn't bring forth an argumenting spirit like it does no. in the natural man. No if if people argue with the word and they get angry at us they get angry at the messenger and all we're doing is reading scriptures people and and what this is can you can you let me ask this can anyone praise him too much can hmm. anyone praise god too much uh i want to praise him because hopefully he loved me before i was ever born if i love him If I truly love this God that said, I make peace and create evil, I form the light and create darkness. If we love that God, he loved us first, and that's the reason. John said, you love me because I first loved you. Man is not first in anything. Not anything.
0: Amen. Well, guys, I want to I want to thank you tonight for sharing from your hearts uh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has directed, I believe, directed your, your thoughts and in His Word. And We have a couple guests tonight that have been with us, uh, guests for, and then I see that uh, Michael Adams has been on pretty much the whole time. And uh, I don't know if, but before we conclude tonight, uh, Brother Michael, do you have any any comments? And also, guest four, if you want to identify yourself and have any questions or comments, feel free to do so. Uh, go ahead, Brother Michael Adams. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, just list- in a listening mode tonight. Um, I know that sometimes when I go on another chat, uh, I want to just stand in the corner and listen, so that may be what's happening tonight, but uh, we appreciate you guys coming on board and uh, sharing from your hearts, and uh, and uh, I look forward to this. Maybe we can plan on doing uh, another one of these next Wednesday night. Uh, so I'm going to let uh, Jerry and Richard have any final comments, and either if either one of the other guests want to make a comment, feel free to do so. I've I've opened the lines up for you if you uh, do have an uh, interest in in uh, making any comments. Uh, go ahead, uh, Brother uh, Richard. Uh,
2: thank you, Larry, for uh, the call tonight, and I, I I don't I don't have anything else. Just. Thank y'all, brothers, for what y'all shared, and it's just sure. encouraging to hear the truth, and uh, and I'm thankful to to have heard it tonight. Yeah,
0: brother Jerry.
1: Well, you know, and <clears throat> this and this is short, but we are since the fall, and and I don't know, <laughs> but basically, man is depraved. He is basically like a magnet drawn toward metal. He is drawn toward sin. And he is in opposition to the truth. And Jesus said, "Blesses is the man that's not offended in me and my words. We simply read this, the words of Christ when he said, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. Amen. And uh if if that causes a man a problem, he needs to look deep within himself. That's basically it.
0: Yeah, that's there. right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and end this call and uh Brother Jerry, Brother Richard, I look forward to uh continuing this next week and we'll we'll get back together on time and uh, love you guys and have a blessed week, what's left of it. Uh, thanks, thank, very you, Larry, you thank you, Larry uh, yes. plus.